Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 377. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local. Today, we have a special episode for you. We are interviewing Ryan Miller, Senior SEO Strategist uh, at Yahoo News and Entertainment. Welcome, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, hey, Ryan. Long-time listener, first first time uh, guest. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to all 377 episodes? I go to, I go to, I go to, I listen to one and go to, go to sleep to it every night. Oh, oh John's there. voice is so <laughs> comforting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like, it's like a, it's like a warm blanket. I just wrap myself into it. Please, please tell me whenever Ross does one of his voices, it like snaps you out of your sleep and uh, drives you crazy. Uh, yeah. I wanted people to snap out of the sleep. Should be doing them more. <laughs> um, well, uh, Ryan's going to, we're going to walk through a, a whole host of questions with Ryan. Um, but bef before we jump into that, or actually, what, what do you think, John? Should we do some news first or do a little interview of Ryan first? What do you think? Um, well, if we interview Ryan, then he can actually, you know, people get to kind of know who he is. He can step yeah. in and talk about the news with us. Yeah, that makes uh, more sense. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you uh, lead away? I know Ryan's a good friend of yours, so. Yeah, just, just full disclosure, uh, Ryan used to work at Advance and he's moved around a bit and I've known him for quite some time, uh, which is why we were lucky enough to get him on the show. Um, it's, it's true. The, those are the folks that don't know you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. But for those that don't know you, um, how did you get into SEO? Sure. Um, so I, I'm not sure how, you know, okay. So I got into SEO, really into SEO still back in the kind of wild, wild west days of the, the mid 2000s, when you could really get away with a lot of stuff. Um, I was actually doing SEO for um, a, a publishing company, but really even before I realized what SEO was, like I was doing the kind of basic stuff and kind of publishing and, and, and writing content and everything, but I, I really didn't, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize this was a whole industry. And so uh, one day I got a call from, a, from a, an agency that, does, that was doing all uh, legal website work. And they're like, hey, um, we're, we're looking for uh, people to fill this SEO specialist position. I was like, SEO? All right, what's that? Do a quick search. It's like, oh, I've been doing that for like three years now. Fantastic. Let me, let me go, out the, go for this job. I got picked up and I found myself in uh, an agency that was doing all SEO work. And that was like, just really jumped into the deep end. You know, as with any agency, I very quickly found myself with 15, 20, 25 clients I was dealing with. I was dealing with a lot of very you know, law firms. So dealing with very demanding uh, clientele. So that, uh, that built up a very thick skin very quickly. <laughs> um, and, and after that, I, um, and, and I've always been a uh, a news junkie, a politics junkie, entertainment junkie. So I, I, I recognized that I could, that there was the opportunity maybe to move into out of the agency world and into 
publishing. And that was, uh, I, w- I was able to do that. Uh, that's how I shifted over to uh, advanced local uh, or advanced internet at that time. We've gone oh, yeah. through multiple yeah. name changes. That was, that was back when it was still an advanced internet. Um, so I found myself working on a lot of local news websites, which, which was amazing. Um, that role kind of allowed me to um, do a lot of training. We were still working with um, a lot of staff that didn't understand SEO, didn't understand how the internet worked. Yeah, that, con- that continues uh, today. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that <laughs> continues today. So even though no, this is, what, 10 years ago? So it, it was even a lot worse. So that allowed me to then start working also with much larger websites, much larger sets of data, uh, which was also great from, from that technical, like starting to learn SEO from a technical perspective. Because before that, I was working on like five, 10, you know, 20 page, like small little websites. Um, so this is my first jump into like really massive uh, and complicated websites. Uh, that was, I, I was actually very, in the, I don't know if you call it fortunate, but fortunate enough um, within that time frame where mobile optimization came into play, um, the importance of mobile search, the rise of mobile search, the rise of your websites needing to be secure. So that allowed me to do a lot of work that way um, as well and kind of like learn on the job. And um, that's, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to this in a, in a moment, kind of like how the, the learning functionality of all this stuff. But like that gave me a lot of experience. Um, and then from there, um, I bounced around like one or two other, uh, you know, sites. Well, I should say at Advance, I was there for so long, I actually wound up working on their agency content um, and websites uh, for a time as well, which gave me a lot more different experience. Uh, and now, um, several years later, um, I now find myself at uh, Yahoo, where I am working um, specifically with their news and entertainment channels. So we're working with um, again. It's, it's back in the, it's back in the news. Um, so it is you know very day to day. Just what are the what are what's the content? What are we what are we reporting on? What's happening in the news? Um, what are the bigger events that are coming up? Um, and and working on all that. And it's very interesting to work in for a company that once upon a time was a search engine as well. It's it's, it's kind of it's kind of fun how that is. So but although although obviously you. Know, uh, Yahoo is now and has been powered by Bing for for quite some time. So, so that so that's kind of you. like my my run. Yeah. So at Yahoo, are they using you as like a um, a back end SEO where you're dealing with all the technical stuff and training, or are you actually sitting in like a newsroom um, working on individual stories with individual writers? <laughs> yes. Um, so. <laughs> Um, not to be not, not to be pussy, but yes, um, I my role is actually divided between those two um, very distinct um, roles. So I probably spend probably around like sixty to seventy five to seventy percent of my day to day dealing with content, and I do sit in uh, the the news the the one of the the, the news bullpens um, for for the Yahoo News side uh, of, of that team. Uh, and so I'm working um, very closely with the editors, with the contributors, um, helping them to understand, you know, if there's larger stories, how are people searching for them? How should we be approaching topics? Are you aware that people are searching for this? Um, so I'm in uh, daily and afternoon editorial sessions, 
just talking about like what's happening, what's what's on the editorial calendar, um, and and helping them um, from that perspective, uh, and then helping to do like content calendars for like larger recurring events. Um, we do some uh, like commerce focused content, so helping them to develop that um, effort. Uh, but then I'm also doing a lot of the training. So again, it's very focused on the editorial side, but it's making sure that this, the, the editors and the contributors understand um, the current SEO best practices, um, making sure that we're working back and forth. So if they send me something, I can give them feedback and they understand that, um, what kind of tools that they can use um, to uh, you know, get some, some information on their side so they're not coming to me for everything. Uh, and then I also work with our product and engineering teams uh, to make sure that all of our uh, templates are, are are published correctly. That our you know everything if there's if there's new opportunities that we can um, you know take advantage of uh, you know schema updates or um, anything anything along those lines. As we're developing uh, new templates or new content sections. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're building a new CMS for a certain, for a subsection of our site. So that's something I'm looking at. There is content being moved around, um, you know, time to time. So developing that. Um, one of the very first things that I did when I came into the organization was I actually did from the top to bottom a full audit of yahoo.com, which was insane. Well, the, the news side, not, not, the, not, the, uh, not, the, not the mail and, and search side, could probably still be doing that. Um, to this day, but you know, doing a full audit of our of the content side, um, where we're publishing everything. That wouldn't be a rabbit hole. Oh, oh, it was it was such a, it was such a rabbit hole. Um, but so, but I found we found some, but we found some some great things that we could that we could work on um, that we could say all right here's here because they really they didn't really have anybody that was like really super focused on SEO for that time. Um, they're actually kind of building out the SEO team when I came on board. Um, and so there were a couple of things that's like, all right, hey, here's, you know, this is a, a publishing opportunity. This is you know, a tech thing that we should be working on. This is some markup language we should be, uh, we should be using. Um, these are how the photo galleries are published. So we should like look at, um, you know, maybe updating these to be a little bit more uh, like mobile friendly, for instance. Um, and so all this, all this, the, these opportunities kind of, again, using every, I mean, it's, it's, this is really like now, what 12 years of knowledge kind of goes into these, these checks and, and just kind of inherently knowing what to look for um, whenever you're looking at basically a brand new, you know, a site for the first, for the first time under the hood. So what would you say is the most common SEO issue, SEO issue you find you need to remind content creators content if you're doing creators. training? I, I think it is, it, it's for, for my, for my content creators, it really comes down to understanding topical language. Um, you know, they, you, and, and just making sure that they are really understanding the terminology that people are using to look for certain things and kind of, and also working on understanding um, the, uh, what, I, what I would say, like the semantic language. So it's, it's the, it's that combination of like, what are people searching for and, and being able to start using that language, but then also going one step deeper and understanding what do the search results look like? Like how does Google, how is Google interpreting these, this, this information or these, these terms, what do the search results kind of look like and to figure out, okay, we have 
an opportunity to get our content into this space. Um, that goes a little bit more on the side of things when we're looking at like larger recurring events or kind of like commerce stuff and, um, and, and just making sure that like there is um, like editorial content, editorial space that we can, we can work within, within the search results. Like it's not all just um, uh, e-commerce websites or uh, content that just has nothing or, or, or content that is outside of kind of like our com competitive space. And if we see that, okay, well, let's, let's look at and figure out what is the language, to, what is, what are, what is, what's an opportunity for us to, to dive in where there is an editorial opportunity um, you know, uh, for that. So, Keep, so you, yeah. real quick, you mentioned that, you know, your, your biggest thing is to, to help your, your um, authors and content creators understand semantics. Um, and the language around it and how people search. What kind of tools are you using? Do you teach them to use the tools or you use it and give them reports? What are the tools that you use on a day-to-day -day basis to do that? Sure, yeah, I, I would say it's about 50-50 in terms of like, like, so I, in my training sessions, like I really obviously focus on tool sets that are free because we can't buy, we can't buy licenses for, for everyone. So, you know, I, I go very heavily into uh, search trend like Google's uh, search trends to show them all the different filters and functionality within there to do some of their um, uh, research, especially if it's like what's happening in the past four hours, what's hap what's what happened last year. So for so for instance, I'll, and I'll and I'll sidetrack a little bit. Um, so obviously we are deep 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 into uh, the election season uh, right now. So a lot of what I've been working oh. with the we we we, we kind of have a rule against talking about politics, but I'll let you go. Oh no 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 no! I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it non non uh, non biased here. This is we're, we're talking total to, just pure pure data pure data here. But that doesn't mean um, I can hold my tongue. <laughs> no no I'm 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 gonna go I'm playing this totally neutral here. Um so but we, what we what we can do, what I'm basically now doing is kind of showing the team some of the tools to say okay. We're looking at the Iowa caucus 2020. We're looking at the new New Hampshire primary. We're looking, we're coming into Nevada. We're coming into Super Tuesday. What we, and, and basically showing them like, hey, look, we can go back into search trends and look at 2016 data and figure out, okay, when were people searching? How are people searching around these, these same events like four years ago? Okay, great. We know when people are searching, we're gonna know how they're searching, we're gonna know the general topics that they're searching for. And of course, you know, we have to modify them against the candidates um, you know, between 16 and, and, and 2020, but we can get a really solid understanding of when and how people are gonna be searching. The when is also super important because it helps us to figure out our, our content. So again, I'm keeping this totally, totally neutral, but when you look at, um, the, the the caucus information like you know caucus searches uh and new hampshire and, and kind of coming into the next couple of events what we were seeing and this 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 makes you know this is pretty easy to kind of guess but we were seeing so much you see so much more search activity the day after the event um versus the actual day because there's not a lot of stuff happening you know when the, when the when the caucus are going on but everything happens like late at night that day and then the next morning when everybody is like waking up and wants to find out like what's going on. So knowing that we can start to figure out, okay, 
we're obviously going to publish content the day of the caucus, but we have to make sure that we have a whole new set of brand new fresh content to publish the morning after because there's going to be more search opportunity at that time. So search trends, and we're still on the top, the topic of tools. So search trends is, and, and that's for me because I'm, I'm much more the, on the new side of things. Um, search trends is, is a vital daily tool. I'm in there every single day looking up information, looking at how things are going and going from there. Um, the other thing so I, you mean I look Google at Trends, is, right? Yeah, Google Trends. Yeah, yeah. so Google okay. Trends both in like the um, like the real time search, the um, and then like the 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 search functionality sure. um, within that as well to do all to do all this all this lovely data research. Um, I also look at I also tend to show them and look at um, what is it uh, Neil Patel's uh, keyword tool, which is which gives us some nice information. Uh, from from that, you know, it gives us like, all right, here's some some basic uh, are you keyword volume about, here. Are you talking about the one that pulls um, the uh, the Uber the, suggest? Uh, yeah, the Uber Uber suggest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I just think I yeah. Sometimes I just don't even remember like the the name of the tool. But yeah, um, Neil Patel's Uber Uber suggest. Uh, that is, just that just went paid, by the way. Yeah, and there's, there's still you can you can still use it for. Some free searches they do lock you. It does lock you out after after a time. But it, it, there's enough free data you can you can get out of that that I still say, hey, this is this is something that's worth um, you know knowing about and 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 using. Um, do, you, because do, you ever, do you ever use Answer the Public, which is basically a better version of Uber Suggest? I I do show them that so that so that is totally paid um, and now like or not I shouldn't say it, it's not totally paid but the free version of that um, only gives you uh, Great Britain uh, information okay. now so it it's harder it's harder to use as a as a U.S. based um, uh, audience uh, but, but I, there there is a tool that I was just playing around with well, well, back while you're thinking about that back to answer the yeah. Poll. Um, and you were talking earlier about you guys can't buy tools because you can't afford a license for everybody. Um, Answer the public is a hundred bucks a month with as many users as you want. That's interesting though. Yeah. So 1200 bucks a year for an entire organization or, or in my case, an advance, an entire enterprise. It's yeah. absolutely worth it. That is a good price. And, and what, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of kickback are you getting for, for bringing that up? <laughs> None. It's just a useful tool. And I like people to have useful tools. Hey, I'm not impressed. They changed the guy in the front page. Where's the man? They, they did. I know. Seriously that less attractive man here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, the, the old guy was the creepiest guy on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but the bearded guy? Yeah, well, he was old so guy. Creepy. He was probably younger than us. Well, he looked old. <laughs> well, old guy compared to they have a new guy. There you go. Yes. So one one tool actually, I I just kind of came across this. So I haven't I haven't vetted it too much, but I I find it very intriguing. Um, is called. Uh, also asked.com. Um, and basically what I'm, it, it seems like it's totally free. Um, it's an alpha right now. Um, basically what it seems like it's trying to do is um, you throw in a, 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 a term or, or a topic and you can set it by region I'm looking at right now. And what it does is it tries to pull all of the relevant people also ask questions from Google search around that topic. 
and it gives you, it's a, I think for the free version, it'll give you like maybe like up to 40 different questions. And it seems pretty good. Again, I haven't totally vetted it. So, it, you know, I'm, I, I could try to break it and say, well, all right, there's, there's, a, there's an example where it doesn't, it doesn't work. But so far, it, it seems like it's, it's pretty good. And, it, and again, it's, it's, a, it's, it's free um, as, far as, I can, as far as I can tell. Um, there's also this other one as we go. Wait, oh, this uh, is this cool. is... And I, I called it up while you were talking, and you have to like the fact that there's sample search phrases Star Wars. Yes, that is true. <laughs> so I ran. So a, you can. I ran a test on both of them, um, both uh, answerthepublic.com and also ask.com for coronavirus, just to see what was being chatted about there and. And I mm -hmm. actually have to say, I like also ask.com's uh, layout a little more. It's not the circle. Oh, um, the circle's yeah. horrible. You can't use that. You have to go down and hit the yeah. button for the lists and get outside of that circle. The immediate option that comes from this is a little better on also asked. Yeah. But, but I don't see any ability to, to, to like with uh, answer the public, you can export the lists and yeah. I, you can save a picture of this graph they have on here. It kind of looks like a mind map type of graph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. You can save it as a um, CSV. All right. Yeah. That's cool. It doesn't seem to be quite as large, but then maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, it makes sense. It may not be, though, if it's fairly new yeah. in terms of content. And so, yeah. I found that, um, I, you know, very intriguing um, uh, as well. So that, so that, I mean, those are, those are kind of like the, the really, the, the core tools that I kind of, I want to, I, I present, cause I don't want people like thinking about like going all over the place, um, you know, different tools. Like I want them to be able to like, I'd rather than really know one or two tools than kind of know three or five tools. Um, the other stuff that I use, you know, and I'm, and I use almost daily uh, is, uh, is SEM rush. Uh, I would say is probably the biggest tool that I use on it on a daily basis. Um, again, just through that is I'm doing um, primarily uh, the use the keyword magic tool to get a lot of my key to get some keyword and topic uh, information. I will use that for I think you know what I'm going to make sure I'm using the, the right the language on there. Uh, keyword uh, magic is the one that you, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. 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 Keyword, keyword magic. Um, the, um, what is the other one? It's like the topic. There's like a topic search, um, functionality now, which is, which is great. So it kind of gives you like, um, uh, yeah, topic research. So if you put, if you put in a term, it, it, it'll kick back like a ton of different, um, headlines and a top and 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 search results around those around those uh individual terms to kind of give you a, a sense of what's out there in the in the in the world around your around your topic um, and it tries to give you like a like a uh some search volume around like each of the buckets of of ideas um which is great um i love the new uh keyword manager tool that they just added in which makes it super easy to uh, collect so as you're as you're getting key, you're you're getting uh, ideas and and terms from the keyword magic tool you can save them into a, a dedicated list and then get in and then like kind of be able to track them 
from from there. So that's really amazing. Cool. And then of course, like all the the, the competitor research as well is 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 yeah. amazing. Hey, Ross, I know you want to take a break real quick. I got one question tied to this. I want to ask. I know. I'm sorry, but so so you're talking a lot about keywords, Ryan, and we know they just updated the top stories algorithm a month or two ago. And they basically said in for news and top stories, we're going to start really focusing on entities how, shortly, because I know we need to take a break. How are you dealing with entities and, and tied to keywords? Yeah, so so I guess when I talk about keywords, I really am thinking about topics and and entities. And that is something I kind of come at the, the, the search um, in my in my training sessions is making sure that people really understand that you know keyword term is really keyword topic but that people are able to search for so many different very you know variations on a, a key topic we're not going to be able to optimize all of them but you you kind of look at you know a few commonalities you can really you know dig into and then really getting into the the other thing that I, that I talk about um, and I guess this is going a little off off from your well, immediate question. Well, let's let's under- let's hold that then. <laughs> hold, hold that, that thought, okay? Um, we'll just take a quick but I, break. But I will- yeah, we'll be right back. It's quick. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm.
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, let's get back on subject here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just had to let's get, get that. Back. Okay. So, so let me let me ask let me answer John's question about about entities. So, one of the things that I'm that 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 I have been doing, and this is even before this, you know, the the, the most recent updates on top uh, around uh, top, top stories, stories, is I have been doing a lot of like data collection around what stories and what ideas really seem to be resonating with our audience, and whether that is because we're generating more content around those, around those entities. And I guess let's, let's also, I want, I'll give you my definition of like entities um, just to make sure that we're all, we kind of, we're using the same language. But like when I think about entities, I'm thinking primarily about um, individuals, you know, that have a brand name recognition. So in my world, there's a lot of celebrities, um, you know, sports, uh, politicians, um, all those kind of you know things, um, or, or, or you know, kinds of people. Um, thinking about larger events um, as entities. Uh, so, you know, if we're looking at uh, Black Friday, or we're looking at Amazon Prime Day, or we're looking at the individual elections. Those are those I would define as entities as as well. So, what I'm what I've been doing is. Um, really almost since day one of being here is really trying to get an understanding of what are the, what are the entities by that mostly names um, or, or TV shows that really we seem to be driving a lot of traffic around and whether that's, it's, they're well-known, there's a lot of, we're, we're just generating a lot of content naturally around those. But by understanding what entities are really resonating and driving traffic to our sites, um, which has been, which has even been a boon for us when you think about uh, Google Discover, which is just for publishers, is just a, 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 an amazing opportunity to drive traffic to your site. I present, you know, on a weekly basis, you know, to, to all of our editorial teams, like these are the, these are the top entities, these are the top names that we have driven the most search traffic around or has, or we've seen the most interest um, around. So let's look, let's continue to prioritize these names. Let's continue to look for opportunities to create content um, around these individuals so that we can continue to hopefully drive that traffic and through good reporting, good quality content, which I want, which is the point I, I do want to, I want to get, I want to kind of shift back around to in just a moment. We can continue to try to hopefully show Google that we are um, you know, an authority on these topics that so we are going to, we are going to give you really strong, great content around these entities. Hopefully we'll start, we'll continue to, to, to rank. Hey Ryan, um, before you and, go on, just to help our audience a little bit, um, Google has an official um, definition of entity. Um, Google defines entity as a thing or concept that is singular, unique, 
well-defined and distinguishable. So when I'm training about entities, um, I, I can use myself as an example and say, well, I'm an entity, but I'm many different types of entities. I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a human, I'm a drummer, I'm an SEO, I'm a trainer, I'm a singer. All those things are different types of entities. John Carcutt is an entity as well. So um, Google and entities gets a bit confusing. I think the way you're handling it, Ryan, just keeping it very tightly focused um, to your content creators about, about what they should consider entities makes a ton of sense. Um, but that's not the only way entities work within Google, just to make sure the audience is clear. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually a, a, a really fair um, point. And I think, and I think to, in, you know, in kind of thinking about, um, Google Discover a little bit, um, which is something I haven't really have dive, dived too much into in terms of using it as a topic generator. But you can go into um, if you have the, the the Google app, you can go into uh, into the app. You can get you can drill down into the Google Discover section, um, and you can where you as an individual can set the topics that you might have interest in. Um, entities, you know, it, as we're going to get to that in a moment, but it, 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 as you get in there and start searching around to figure out like, what is, what is Google kind of like predefined as a topic of interest that you can essentially subscribe to um, with, with in, in Google discover that would also, I think, give you a really good opportunity to understand what Google is thinking about defining as entities and to your, to the, to that definition, um, you see all that stuff um, again from, there is a simpler way to find out if something is an entity. You, you put it in Google search on the desktop. And if you get a knowledge graph, that search term is an entity in Google's, Google's eyes. Well, okay. If you want to make it simple. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to, but, 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 but sometimes, but it doesn't always work because there's like businesses that are entities, but Google doesn't have a knowledge graph for them yet because they're not big enough. So there's, have there's to a, little a certain amount of volume first. Yeah. There's, there's some flaw to that, but, but I mean, if you type that's in, a, that's red, a good starting point, but it also kind of gives you a sense of what are kind of in the realm. And that's something else to think about, like from, from a news perspective and, and uh, is, trying to um, create uh, threads between existing things and, and new things. Um, one of the examples I, I've always used, um, I've been using probably for 10 years now, is like thinking about um, like hurricanes, for, for, for instance. So like a hurricane, um, uh, Irene happens. Well, no one's really ever searched for hurricane Irene before, but we have a ton of information around how people were searching for Hurricane Katrina. So let's go back and think about how was Hurricane Katrina searched for, Hurricane Katrina being an entity, I mean, you know, if, if you will, like a, a, a huge news topic. And now we can look at and kind of figure out how are people, what were people searching for around that storm and anticipate and assume that you're going to see a lot of the same searches now for Hurricane Irene. So you can also you can also apply that to like you know entities as well to figure out okay well my specific entity you know my my business name might not be coming up but I can I can figure out from I can figure out that business names come up enough that Google would assign assign that or assume that to be uh, an an entity. Do you want to ask the next uh, question, Ross? 
Yeah, well, I, I guess I wanted just to put a little um, injection here for listeners that, you know, how does this apply to you as a small business, uh, just a, you know, a one-on-one listener? I think it, it shows that SEO is not, you know, there, there's a certain amount of proactive, obviously the standard stuff, doing your uh, optimization of your site. But there's some really proactive stuff you, you can do here by planning your content ahead of time. I mean, we talk about authority building plans. Uh, we talk about creating content with a plan in mind. And there's a certain amount of research there. Um, and you can certainly go crazier um, by planning what's going to be coming up in Christmas, say Christmas time. What are you going to have uh, written? But you'd also want to make sure that's written well beforehand so it has a chance to surface. Um, yeah. And using Google Trends, this is a, a great way to do a little of that uh, research if it applies to your area. You've got to be careful. I mean, um, if you, for example, I was thinking, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about coronavirus these days because we're going to create a sort of an Intel site for someone about it. But um, if you were to uh, research the SARS epidemic and you'd want to see whether or not they, people would do the same sort of searches, it may not apply because it's Canada. Um, yes, other countries did look for it and search for it, but it was a lot of it was in Canada. Would it be the same kind of searches as it was in China? I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. all this stuff is that adds some uncertainty. In your case, you don't have to worry about that. It's a hurricane or there's primaries. All these things are always in the same place, same people. Easier to do that kind of research. Um, anyway, there's yeah. lots of thought and, to put and, in it. And and one of the, one of the things that I that I talk about in my in my training with the newsroom, but I think would, would be is is rather universal in application. I think would be even more important to small businesses that might not have. Uh, the weight of, of yahoo.com behind them is doing, doing your due diligence and understanding what the competitive landscape is around the topic or the idea that you think you want, that you want to rank for um, and, and figuring out what your content is, which kind of goes to the content planning to say, okay, what are some of the, what are the top three, the top five pages? What, how are they you know, generating their content, what are they writing about? How are they presenting that information around that topical idea? How much content is, is it, you know, is it uh, paragraph content? Is it listicle? Is it how-to? Is it, you know, figuring out exactly what that looks like and then making better content, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I kind of simplify, and I kind of simplify it down to make them like really understand it by saying like, ask yourself, why should my content outrank or outperform what mm -hmm. Google already has? Yeah. Um, you want know, to say like, you know, all right, or how do, how do I tell Google like, oh, you think you had good content for this, for this topic before? No, 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 no. I've, I've got that all beat. Here it is. Yeah. And then, you know, hope that it's well, uh, essentially hope that it's enough. Um, and obviously there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other, mm -hmm. um, you know, publication and, 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 and technical things we got to kind of consider for your larger site. But from a, on a page to page perspective, all things, you know, all technical things being equal, really trying to help people understand like what, you know, how do you create content that is better than what already exists? And well, is what, that better format, yeah. better formatting? Is it expanded content? Is it more images is it video like what is what is what do you feel is going to make this your content better yeah well one of the things that we we do for the authority building plans we do for our clients um and the, the idea is to create a, a more aggressive content plan for someone 
um, you know, not just a content plan, but it's something that's designed to build authority that then leads you to have the more uh, clout you need to get the rankings, right? Sort of a two-step process. But we look at mm -hmm. what content has done well in a certain market. Um, you know, we look for what people are searching for, what they want to be found for, what are their goals and expectations. We do the search research for particular keywords, find out which um, of these targets, find out what content's done well, and then we determine why. And you know, it's a very mm -hmm. simple process, time consuming, but it, it sort of fills a lot of those check boxes as well. I mean, and, and then it, it gives you the roadmap you need to uh, figure out what, what content is going to work for you so that when you do find that very valuable time to write, it's going to be something, you're going to write something worthwhile. Um, and, and I think, I, I think it's kind of cool how I, um, that based on what you've told me so far is, is a, a micro version of the intensity that you guys have in house for, for yeah. research. All right. I'm yeah. And, and, Oh, I thought you guys were done. Sorry, I was going to go. I was going to go to another give, question. Because I, I give me a question. Give me a question. Or, so, 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 there's there's a stipulation to this question, right? Try to answer it with uh, one word or phrase, and then we'll talk about why. Okay, Ooh, brother. <laughs> this, is like, this is this is like a uh, like a quick 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 fire. This is uh, yeah. this is his idea. <laughs> this, this is but but it's it's interesting because because we could go a lot of different ways with this question um but i just want to kind of focus in on what your thoughts are and then talk about why you have those thoughts okay here we go what are you focusing on as far as changes in the industries go these days so as the industry changes what's the main thing that you're focused on tied to those changes um accessibility Accessibility. So, so why accessibility? That's a good, I did, I did not think that's what was going to come out of your mouth. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so I think, it, so I think accessibility, when I, when I say that is, is, is making sure that your, the content you're creating can be accessed by essentially any user that's out there which kind of goes which kind of goes to, you know you know in terms of like that all of these different um uh tools that people use to access you know when people are doing search so we're, we're obviously thinking about phones but we're also thinking or phones desktops okay. tablets but uh, also the um like the home the like disabled Google home Alexa, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, um, I understand your answer now. Because I was when you said accessibility, I was immediately thinking like the five hundred three American with. Uh, well, that's that that, that also yeah. So that also plays a very strong emphasis. So thinking right. about um, people that are doing voice searches. Um, so making sure that you know, and this is something we're actually I'm I'm very actively working on right now is like using some of the um, the you know updating content to have the the schema that allows your content to better appear in voice search um, so that it's, it's reading the text to you. Looking at, you know, kind of going back to that, thinking about also using all of your subheaders correctly because the voice, voice search will, you, you, it allows you to bounce around through all of the various um, the, the subheaders to find the content on the site, on, the, on your page that you want. Um, thinking about, you know, you know, images, but also making sure that all of our image content is properly, um, you know, has the proper alt text on it and captions on it. 
so that that information is being read to people. Um, thinking about um, how do we use um, uh, the caption information or the, or the the transcripts from videos. That's a wealth of information. That's a wealth of text-based content that we can add into the video. So making sure that that is is potentially all so, added onto our sites so let, um, let me, as well. So let me try to try to, to to repeat your answer back to you in a simplified form, right? So, Please do, because I I tend to go off on on <laughs> way deep way deeper answers than than are needed sometimes. So, so when you say accessibility, there's actually two pieces to that. Um, and there's been accessibility around SEO for a long time when it comes to making sure you use alt text and, and stuff to help comply with the American with Disabilities Act. But I think the more interesting thing tied to your answer was the other piece where the, the many different ways people are accessing, accessing um, your content these days through search or any other number of means that they find it, right? Yes. So it's, it's almost like findability and you know, access to your content kind of rolled up into one. Is that right? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a nice summary. Okay, good. Um, Ross, do you think we should uh, keep asking Ryan some questions or have, have him like chime in on some of our news pieces? Well, um, let's uh, take a quick break. We're gonna jump back to, um, uh, I think one of your last questions there, which I really like and wanna, I wanna ask, and then we'll um, get some questions from listeners. So we'll, we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Today, we're interviewing Ryan Miller, Senior SEO Strategist, Yahoo News and Entertainment. Okay, so you had a good question here. I thought, um, how do you track SEO success for Yahoo? Ooh, that's, um, let's see, how can I, how can I say this without uh, breaking any, any yes. NDA? <laughs> um, uh, so, so uh, essentially we are using, you know, analytics is really the, when it, when it really comes down, down to that. So it's, it is looking at, um, traffic performance. It is looking at aggregates, um, you know, over time, it's looking at, um, year over year performance with, you know, season out with, you know, obviously, you know, seasonality, you know, baked into that. Uh, as well, um, it's looking at kind of the we're we're in a little bit of a different situation than most websites where there's so much home traffic that comes to Yahoo.com. It kind of skews the percentage, if you will, of the our traffic that is coming from search. Um, so, but there's but there's still that 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 performance um, level that we that we can look at. Um, we, since we are much more news-based, um, you know, we don't do as much of the, what I would say, like long-term um, tracking of like of, of rankings, um, because that is there's so much bouncing around, so so, so much, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, shifts in in search results that are that would be tied to terminology that is relevant to us. Don't look at that too much on a day-to-day basis, but we do kind of just think about that exit, that that performance uh, as as a whole for for our site. And of course, if there's if there are um, you know much more larger topics or critical things that we are covering or trying to get into search, um, you know, looking at that on a on a day-to-day basis um, as well. So, like, how did that? You know, we were, we had this we had this story. We wanted to get it up. How well did it perform? Um, I look at you know the like data coming out of Search Console to see like how were we performing against certain you know terms. I mean that's that's really the only place you can really get that idea um, anymore. Um, so I look at that. But basically, but basically the, the the performance is looking at the um, the for for news for us is much more looking at long term trends. And are we and are we growing our traffic? Are we reducing our, our bounce rates, or are we bringing in traffic that is going to stay? You know, we obviously you know, with news, a lot of times people people will come into a piece of content, and they ingest, they 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 read that, they they look at whatever they wanted, and they bounce. Well, how can we bring? How can we keep them on the site? Like, how can we kind of convert them into loyal readers um, as well? So that'd be another show. We, we, that's a whole that's a whole that's a whole other uh you know deep deep dive i'd like to yeah good i just want want to throw that back at john though john how do you track success i was just going to say i was really glad that ryan did not say anything about rankings other than (laughs) he doesn't like them um we track success very similarly i mean i think it's about um longer term trends watching those those bar graphs go up we use, um, I don't use any kind of rankings, when, but if someone wants to know how we're ranking, I always use the average rankings out of Search Console. 
Um, I explain why, um, but it's all about traffic and more for us because we have some, some, some data scientists in the background. It's, it's more about page views than really anything else for us. So that kind of encompasses new visitors and how many pages they visit on the site. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, we, we look at, we look at obviously your know, page views. We look at um, uh, daily average users um, as well, which, in, which again, kind of ties into the, you know, increasing those, those, those bar graphs with this and like, you know, how, how are we performing, you know, over, over time yeah. really, really come, really comes down to it um, with, with some, with some, you know, caveats to like my, like looking at like, how do we perform against specific events year over year? That's something else that we, that we look at. So like, how do we perform against um, Oscar coverage last year? How did we do it this year? Oh, great. We're, we're up, you know, X, X percent. Fantastic. Like yeah. what did, what did we do to get and, there? And for me, and for me personally, um, since I've known Ryan for so long, I always check to make sure we're beating Yahoo. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this, this, this has been great. I mean, we, we could talk forever. Uh, you, great answers there, uh, Ryan. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, so actually I do, it, it sounds like we might be wrapping up, but I do want to, I do want to kind of go back to almost the very beginning. Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like bookends. Um, so like, how did I, how did I get into the industry or how did I do stuff? One of the things, one of the things that I found actually really, really helpful. Um, well, first for SEO is it's just so much about self-education. You, you, the only way you can learn it is by doing it. Um, and so what I did early on is like, I, I built um, a couple of rather simple websites that allowed me to, and, and around topics and hobbies that I really liked. Um, so it didn't feel as much about work, but the idea was like to build almost like a, a sandbox for myself that allowed me to write content. How did that perform? Looking at you know, the, the templates. I mean, most of the stuff I was doing was in WordPress, which a lot of people do. So it was a, was a good space to be in, but how can I, how can I you know, use um, certain plugins or certain templates to get what I wanted to get to do all the stuff I wanted and to see how that that site was was performing it's kind of like a microcosm to, to test myself um, I also did a lot of a, a lot of writing for other websites um, to get better at, um, at, at at writing content essentially uh, you know, because the most of the site the companies I was working for I didn't didn't allow, didn't give me the opportunity to create content for them. So I found um, like some geeky websites, um, some news, some movie review websites. I'm a very, I'm a passionate movie watcher um, where I could go to them and just like write content for them and just see how it's performed or to pitch some, pitch some topical ideas to them, write that content and see how it performed essentially in search uh, as, as a way to, to, for additional self-education. So I, awesome. I think that's, that's a bigger, that's also just a, a, something I just really highly recommend for anyone that's getting into search or, or is in search and is just trying to better themselves is it's, it's not a nine to five. It's not something we just go into the office and do and, and leave. It's like you've got, there's other things to play around with. Um, there's other ways we can, we can continue to just hone those skills. And a lot of that is just, you know, building your own site, doing your own, doing your own yeah. thing as well and, yeah. and making uh, that work. And I, and I, I, piggyback on that and saying all three of us have been in this industry for many, many years. And I'm guarantee all three of us learn new stuff every day. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. No, I fight it, not it, to it, learn it, something. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I, and that's something else that I do. And I'm sure you guys do as well. It's like, I, I have, I have baked into my 
work calendar. And sometimes I have to switch it around. But because I have, I have in my work calendar blocked out times where I will go read Search Engine Land, Search Engine Roundtable, what are the newsletters that have popped into the, the Marie Haynes newsletter that's popped into your, your inbox. And I will make sure that I'm setting aside time to read that. And it's busy, blocked out time that people can't take from me to allow me to go in and read stuff because I guarantee I'm going to miss something otherwise. Or, I, or there's a... You include listening to SEO 101 in that, correct? Well, yeah. Well, well, as, 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 I, as, I said, as I said at the beginning, you know, at the beginning I, 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 go, I go to sleep listening to John and then I wake oh up. Now, wait a minute. I, the, Hold the, on. The, the rude, sure like that rude, rude, rude awakening to Ross. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there's, my, there's, my, there's, there's, there's the voice that's going to wake me up in the morning. Yes. Well, if you, if you want a custom greeting in the morning, just let me know. I'll send something to you. <laughs> it would be a special one every day or for a week or something so ryan do you mind helping us uh, with a couple questions that we've got from our listeners um Heck maybe... yeah okay awesome well let's start with carl's here uh, carl okay. bush yes uh, do you think google is breaking copyright laws by displaying rich snippets on search so uh, first we should uh explain here um i guess you're always better at describing these uh, i always toss over my words here. How do you describe so, rich snippets? So the, so the rich snippets I believe he's talking about are now actually position zero in search. So if you search for something and, and we've all seen this happen, you search for, you have a question, you search and Google just pops up the very thing right under the search bar is the answer to your question, maybe taken from another website. Um, maybe if you ask him what George Washington's birthday is, they're just going to tell you this is his birthday, right? Um, that used to be um, from, if you got that from your site, it was due to, they, they used to call it rich snippets. And it, they still could call it that, but it's really position one nowadays. Uh, there's no more position zero. That's the first position. Um, and everything else is just a regular search listing, but that one actually gives you some context towards your answer, right? So Carl's question basically is, you know, by, by giving you that context, by taking a chunk off of somebody's web page and publishing it there and giving them the answer without making them go to that web page, um, are they breaking any copyright laws by copying that information off that web page and putting it in the search results? Does that sound basically correct to you guys? Yeah, that, I mean, technically that, they're using the wrong that, use of the word rich snippets. Rich snippets is um, essentially content you're adding to your page or identifiers you're adding to your page so Google understands it better. But anyway. That's schema. No, well, actually, if you look up rich snippets, the, the te technical description is that it's, it's, it's identifying it. It's just another way of describing schema. From what I've been reading, so I wanted to see because I've I've heard it used so many different ways. I wanted to make sure I wasn't off. Well, I, I think when Google uses There's the featured term, snippets, that's different. Featured snippets, yeah, that's what yeah, we're talking and, about here, and that's probably what he should have said. Yeah. I think yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I I I took the the question as as meaning like that, but that classic position show. But yes, I think that I think that the Google's terminology is featured snippets. Yeah. Ross is right in that rich snippets are the marker is the is a is the markup language which would you would include like schema in mm. that is on your is on your site um so well i'll i'll jump into the fire and and answer and and i think you know my short answer is no i don't i don't think they're breaking copyright law in in that 
my and I don't have the I don't have the any proof in front of me, but my 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 gut feeling, my instinct tells me is that somewhere deep within the terms and conditions of allowing your website to be indexed by Google, there is some clause that allows them to use your text as they see fit. You are essentially, when, you, when you're indexed in Google, you're essentially giving your website to Google. And that you're under no, ob in, a, in a way, although obviously it, you can't survive without search, you're under no obligation to give your site to search and to be indexed. You know, that's why we, why we have like the no index um, you know, uh, rule in, in robots.txt. Except that's so, an opt out, which isn't really legal. Which is, this is extremely fair point that it is an opt out. You are you, if you publish your website, you essentially are going are going to be indexed unless you opt out. Just the way yeah. that sites are, are are published. So that's this is a very valid point. Um, but I don't. I, my answer is no. Um, I, I I would love to hear a counterpoint to it, but my my answer is no. And I think it's I'm sure Google has a a an entire building full of lawyers that have like said, Nope, we're good. Or they've updated language. Like I said, somewhere, somewhere deep within the sub recesses of their hundreds of pages of, of jargon, there is some, something they've written that allows them to do that. You want to jump in Ross? Do you want me to? I'm just reading. I'm trying to find some legal leads here to read. Well, so, so why don't you go ahead? Well, so, and I answered this question on our Facebook group when Carl asked it there, and I did do a little bit of reading um, tied to it. Um, I agree with you, Ryan. I don't think they're breaking copyright laws. And we should say two things. One, I think the copyright laws that, that at least Ryan and I are referring to are the U.S. copyright laws. This could be different very true. in many other countries. Um, and secondly, none of us are lawyers, so do not take any of this advice, <laughs> please. <laughs> Just covering our asses here. Um, and I agree with you, Ryan. I think the the fact that Google probably has um, one of the best legal teams um, anywhere based on how much money they can afford to spend on legal stuff, their lawyers would not let them do that if it wasn't. And I think the way they get around it is by the fair use portion of the copyright laws where you can use a portion of somebody's copyrighted material as long as you're using, there's many different ways you can use it to not be um, in violation of copyright laws. You can use it as satire, a part of satire. You can use it as um, a, a uh, example or representative piece of the work. And I think the, the, their lawyers have figured out a way to use fair use since they're not, most cases they're not replicating the entire piece of copyrighted material and that um, they can they can say it's being used in a different way because it's answering a specific question instead of being an entire article about a topic right so that would be my guess as a non-legal never taken a law class in my entire life um, guess as how they're getting by so okay my, my bit here is first let me read something here this is from, from Google's How Google's Featured Snippets Work page. Um, you'll see a, a link to this when you see a featured snippet, it'll actually say more information. Um, anyway, it says here, we display featured snippets when our systems determine this format will help people more easily discover what they're seeking, both from the description about the page and when they click on the link to read the page itself. They're especially helpful for those on mobile or searching by voice. 
Featured snippets commonly contain one listing, but more than one may appear, unquote. So I just wanted to put that out there so people understand a little more about what it is, why they've got it there. Now, I think that it isn't a copyright issue as long as they have that link there that they're making it very clear that this is not their information. They're just making it easier to access that information and quickly from a voice perspective, it gets a little, little quakier, I think, because they often don't say where it came. Well, actually they are saying where it came from. They, often, they do say they? it comes from a yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, they don't say, would you like to visit the page or anything like that after, which maybe would be a better thing, but, or. But you can't do that in most voice searches. I mean, yeah. Although I often give you the opportunity display. to send it to your phone or send it to a display or whatever. But um, yeah. where I do think they have a little bit of a, a an issue though, is when there's a, a, and this wouldn't be technically called a featured snippet, but when they have their knowledge graph show at the top there. And if that content was word for word from another website, I could see that being an issue. And that's when there's no link to the page and they're giving an answer. And you do see that occasionally. Um, yeah. That would be where I would think they'd have a difficult time. I've, I've even seen people structure pages for featured snippets that they only have the question and the answer that the size of a feature snippet. So in that case, um, I've seen it where Google will copy the entire content of that page for its featured snippet as well. But that's right. really not Google's fault. That's the, the way the page was designed to work. Mm -hmm. so. Well, that, that's, that's also going into an entirely, almost standalone episode to discuss yeah. how, does, how does one take advantage of the features? How does one, how does one write for and or take advantage of featured snippets and driving traffic through that and or changing your your perspective of what the feature snippet offers you as a as a site yeah especially now that they changed it to where a featured snippet is not separate from search results anymore it's actually the mm -hmm. first search result so yeah you're right that we could do a whole show on that uh you're definitely coming back man uh, I, I guess so good. Yeah. <laughs> let's, 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 let's look at, let's look at the, bo the booking calendar. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one more question here from Brenda, Mich Brenda Michelin, and I'm hoping I can do this justice. Um, okay. Starting out mystery here. If you misspell Baldini using Baldini, so one less L, that's the only difference. The meta description for the identical URL is different. If you correct the spelling to Baldini with both L's, Oh no, if you correct the spelling, okay, I don't understand this. Do you, do you understand this? Yeah, basically <laughs> she's saying for the misspelling and the proper spelling, there's two different meta descriptions. How does this happen? Oh, in a search. Yeah, and how can a single URL have two meta descriptions? Mm. It's, it's actually, it's quite simple actually. Um, it's a misspelling, but it's enough of a difference for Google that they look at the content of the page and it's, it's either, it's either, misspelled throughout the whole page or it's only misspelled in the you know in the search right and what google will do and they do this quite a bit these days is they'll go in and they will change the meta description because they don't think the one that you have in your meta meta tag is correct based on the content of the page and the query so if you misspell something and you misspell it on the page but you spell it right in the meta description they're going to change it on you yeah. Right. Especially if they think it's different entirely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, John, I think you, I think you hit on, on, on a really 
valid point there that is kind of an, an important uh, refresher is just the, the current uh, usage almost of the, of the meta description. I mean, obviously we know that it's, it's hasn't been a factor in search for what, 15 years now, yeah, it's like but less, less than one if, 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 if not more or less, so it's like what, 10, yeah. 15 years. They're like, all right, we're done with, we're, we're done using this as a, as a, as an algorithm uh, element, but that, but that Google often will, like, even if you have like a great meta description written, Google half the time doesn't even use it because the way that you're, whatever key phrase you're using or search that you're doing, Google's like, okay, that, that term matches up with your piece of content but your meta description doesn't use that word or doesn't really tie into the search result, uh, you know, or the key phrase. So we're just, we're going to pull a relevant sample of text from your content that uses and incorporates that phrase to try to give users a better sense of what the actual content is on this page if they want to click through to it. So they're, they're trying to increase, I think the, the, the UX uh, experience of their, of their, their user base to help them get to the content that they that they want, and that yep. oftentimes means overriding yeah. your meta description, even if and you have a, a, a halfway decently written one. Yeah, and it, it just doesn't happen on the meta description, though it happens more often in the meta description. They'll be they'll, they're known to do that for title text yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's been a good long show. Lots of fantastic content. Uh, I, I dare say. So thank you very much. Um, so on behalf of myself, Ross hey, Dunn. Thank you, Ryan, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. It was a, it was a, it was a pleasure to, to, to oh, be on the show with you. And I want to let people know that, that Ryan, our, our Ryan on our show today, is probably one of the most well-known ska DJs in all of New York City. And if you're in New York and you like ska, Ryan puts on a great show from what I hear. I have yet to go to one, but I'm planning on it. Nice. Well, well, thank, thank you, for, thank you for that plug. So let's we'll just we'll just cycle that all out. Yes, you can you can visit my alter ego uh, at uh, djryanmidnight.com. <laughs> Is it safe for uh, all families? Uh, <laughs> only families that like ska. Only if uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I mean, uh, be, be, beyond my beyond my my questionable taste in music as a whole. It's family friendly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, John Carcutt, Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and our special guest, Ryan Miller, Senior SEO Strategist at Yahoo News and Entertainment. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.